Starting soon, the Monday Market Highlights podcast will be exclusively available on Milford's new podcast channel called On Track with Milford. Search On Track with Milford on your podcast app and tap subscribe so you don't miss out on any episodes. You're listening to the Monday Market Highlights brought to you by Milford. Good morning. It's Monday the 31st of July and I'm Kate from Milford. It's been a busy week in economic news. In the US, we had more evidence of a resilient economy, with the US growth unexpectedly accelerated in the second quarter, with the economy expanding by 2.4%. Durable goods also outpaced expectations. Consumer spending slowed less than predicted. The PCE price index also offered good news on inflation, accelerating at a slower pace than forecast. And the Fed's preferred inflation gauge the PCE deflator, dropped sharply to 3% year-on-year, but the core reading came in at 4.1% versus 4.2% expected, and jobless claims came in well below consensus. Finally, in US economic news, the Fed raised the official cash rate by 25 basis points to a range of 5.25% to 5.5%, which was a unanimous decision. This is the highest Fed funds rate in 22 years. In Australia, the focus this week was on the CPI print, which slowed to 0.8% quarter-on-quarter and 6% year-on-year. This was below consensus of 1% quarter-on-quarter or 6.2% year-on-year, and below the RBA's expectations. The softer CPI print saw the RBA rate hike expectations shift from approximately a 50% chance of a 25 basis point hike in August to around a 20% chance. Further good news for inflation was the softer retail sales print in June, with discretionary categories of department stores down 5% and clothing and footwear down 2.2%, weighing heavily on the 0.8% decline from May. Finally, in economic news, the Bank of Japan has given the bond market more freedom by loosening the yield curve control. The central bank has widened the range for 10-year Japan government bond purchases to 100 basis points, up from 50 basis points. In equity news, approximately 50% of the S&P 500 have reported their quarterly earnings, with around 80% reporting positive EPS surprises and 64% reporting positive revenue surprises. Although this is off earnings which were revised lower leading into the earnings season. Off the back of this strong earnings results and positive economic data, the US markets had a strong end to the week. The S&P closed up 1%, NASDAQ up 1.9% and the Russell up 1.4% on Friday. In Aussie equity news, Megaport reported their quarterly result, which was in line with expectations. The company reported positive net cash flows of $2.3 million. Average recurring revenue was up 6% quarter-on-quarter, decelerating from the previous quarter. The services segment grew 11% quarter-on-quarter, and they reported much lower churn. Finally, in equity news, Macquarie Bank held their 2023 AGM, which noted a slow start to the year with weaker trading conditions in the first quarter, leading to net profit contributions being substantially down on the previous corresponding period. This was driven by both the annuity style and market-facing businesses. Turning to the week ahead, 
Domestically, the focus will primarily be on the RBA's August policy meeting on Tuesday, where consensus expects the RBA to continue their hiking cycle by taking the cash rate to 4.35%. However, consensus is almost balanced with only 14 out of the 25 economists expecting a hike, while the bond market pricing only implies around a 20% probability of a hike. The RBA will also release its updated economic forecasts in its statement of monetary policy at the end of the week. In the US, the focus will be on the US labour market data, including jolts and payroll data. And finally, the Bank of England will provide its rate decision. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Don't forget, this podcast is moving to Milford's new podcast channel. Search On Track with Milford on your podcast app and tap subscribe so you don't miss out.